Totally. <laughs> Yay, we're back! Can you believe it's the end of the year already? Man, that's so crazy. <laughs> Can you even believe we're here? Like, we're like counting down no. to the end of 2023. Listen, I, I texted you this the other day. I was just like, January literally feels like a lifetime ago. January? Like, I'm sorry, who? <laughs> like a lifetime ago. There is so much that has happened this year. Like, this year was crazy. It was. This, this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This has been a wild, <laughs> wild, wild year. Do you even remember your New Year's resolutions from... Oh, man. We don't even need to go there. I no, mean, we've still got a little time. Let's but... not. <laughs> I'm not ready yet. What, not ready what yet. were they? No, but it is, it's, it's the end of the year. And so we are. And so I don't know about you. I'm always in this like super reflective place Mm -hmm, at the, at mm -hmm. the end of the year. And I was just thinking about like victories and defeats and different, different things and meditating on different things. And I, and I came across like, my heart settled on the topic of disappointment. (laughs) And I know that's like... (laughs) I know that's like so random, yeah. but I feel like God, I feel like God has taught me a lot of lessons around disappointment this year. Have, wow! And I just thought, you know, have you ever been disappointed by God? Uh, yeah, I, I have definitely felt disappointed by God. I mean, I, I haven't. Think... Ooh, that's deep. <laughs> I said, have you been disappointed by God? And you're like, well, I've felt. Does it, so yeah. been and felt are two different things. No, it, it totally is because when we are disappointed by God, that would that would imply that God was wrong. That would imply that God fell through on a commitment that he made, right? And so that we are justified in our disappointment, which God can't do that. Like God's plan is perfect. Yeah. And so we can't be disappointed by God, but we can feel disappointed by God. We can feel disappointed in God. And so I think, yeah, I've definitely felt disappointed. See, I've grew, I've grown up with God. this my whole life. Just like <laughs> accidental wise words. Like just completely <laughs> accidental. Like that was like so profound and just completely just accidental. No, but um, so yes. Yeah. You felt disappointed by yeah. God. Yeah. When you reflect on this year, it's like what comes to mind specifically for you? Because um, I've got I've got a couple things. Yeah, when I reflect, well, when I reflect on disappointment by God, I feel like the first thing I ever felt like like really disappointed was my basketball career. When mm. I thought that God had literally made me to play basketball and I was going to be the next Lisa Leslie, I was going to have this huge Lisa Leslie-like success and fame. And that was a trajectory. I mean, you know, all-time scorer, leading scorer at Vanderbilt still holds that record. Then you get drafted second overall in the WNBA draft. That was a great day. That was amazing. (laughs) And and then, like, the trajectory, it wasn't just like, oh, stars in my eyes. Like, you, the trajectory was there. Yeah. And then it, and then it wasn't because Mm. injury after injury after injury, I broke my kneecap and then I tore my Achilles and then I tore my ACL and then and then on top of all that I tore my foot up like the underside of my foot the ligaments and all of a sudden it was like oh this this dream this thing that was gonna happen is not gonna happen anymore and it's like okay God like you made me to do this and all of a sudden I can't do it anymore so what am I supposed to do now mm, you know and yeah. I think we can feel like that with all of our 
things. <clears throat> I felt know? like that um, in 2019 mm. uh, when I was hosting Top 30. I was hosting mm. a nationally syndicated show called Top 30. On, and it was amazing. On Fox, you were so you. good at it. But I had just, thank you, and I had so much fun and the crew yeah. was so amazing. Everything was going well. Everything yeah, was, was perfect. perfect. I um, And the ratings were <clears throat> amazing. Like the ratings were top and they were was only going. climbing. Like they were it was great. I just did a press tour in New York. Yeah. And I was on Good Day New York and I was like doing, and then I went on the subway and there I was on the subway. Yeah. And I was like, this is crazy. This like, is that's my sis. <laughs> but I was like, wow, everything's going right. And then I remember um, the creator of the show came into my dressing room and sat me down. Oh, I miss that dressing room so much. It was humongous. And it was beautiful. Do you remember that dressing yes, room? Yes, all the lights and the mirrors. We and, had oh, a watch so party. We had the watch party in that dr- in a dressing room. We yeah. had a whole party. It was in a huge. Dr- anyway, so. <laughs> So we sat down in the dressing room and I thought he was going to just tell me how amazing the show was. And he didn't. That's not what he said. He said, you know, Kristen, it's been a, it's been a great run, you know, two seasons. Um, has it been a great run? And he's like, but, you know, this is our last week on the air. The shows were, we're, we're um, canceling the show. Yeah. And I was, I was so confused. Yeah. Cause I was like, everything, it's just, everything's going well. And I was making a lot of money yeah. and everything was going well. And then it wasn't until it wasn't. And I remember, mm. um, after that day, I, I went to a, a track near, near my house and I was just walking around and I was praying and I was talking to daddy. I had a conversation with daddy and mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite pep talks, by the way, when daddy's just like, Aww. he's like, Kristen, you're going to be fine. He's like, you're not just some like pretty girl, like pretty girl running around wanting to do things. He's like, you're special. He's like, you're going to be fine. Like, you're special. And I was like, I like that line. You're not just like some pretty girl out there. You know, I was like, <laughs> yeah. And as he was talking, I was like, yeah. Yeah, I am special. Yeah. <laughs> I am special. Mm, thank you, daddy. But, yes. and I, I honestly, I, yeah. after that pep talk, I thought I was fine. And yeah. I have the best agents in the business, United Talent Agency. And I was just, no, I wasn't worried. Yeah. Until month after month after month after month after month. I met with every Hollywood executive out here. I have a, an incredible. I, I mean, your I've resume, done, I've done your some things. resume is, is everything. And I, I just, the show, I, there would be shows that that's perfect for me and all these things. Door closed, door closed, door closed, door slammed, door slammed, not hearing anything back. And I was so royally confused. Yeah. And I remember just thinking like, God, like, what is your plan? Mm. Like, I'm so, and I, at that time I thought the money fountain was going to be going forever. So once yeah. <laughs> once the check stops coming, I'm like, it started to get more uncomfortable and more uncomfortable. And then I started to freak out. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm in it's, LA. It's cost a million dollars to live here no every, facts. every month. No facts. I'm like, anyway, <laughs> I digress because part of me wants to go on a tangent about how ridiculously expensive LA is, but I'm not gonna. So, but anyway, I yeah. was so disappointed. Yeah. I was so disappointed in it. Anyway, um, and I learned in that struggle, let me just tie a bow on it, that everything boils down to trust. To just trust in God, trusting in his goodness, trusting in his sovereignty, trusting in his love for me, you know? And I had to 
do some spiritual heavy lifting during really that season. Really trusting. Yeah. No, you're that you're so right. You're so right and I bet a lot of people can relate to that and specifically your story because, you know, we are in LA and they just had the writer strike and the actor strike and yeah. you know every, it felt like everybody was on strike at at one point or another totally this did. year and I mean, thank Thank God they just ended, you know, the strikes just ended. But but still, I'm sure there are many people that are kind of like trying to recover from that and, you know, grappling with this idea of being disappointed by God. Yeah, so. it's so crazy. Once once you learn lessons that God intends for you to learn during a season, yeah. he's like, oh. And then there's like something that comes. That's exactly what happened after 11 months. I learned surrender. I learned yeah. to trust God. I I learned to give up. You love things in the world, but the world doesn't love you back. Yeah. That's the thing I had to learn. <laughs> I love the industry. I loved my career. I loved, guess what? No. Like Hollywood doesn't love you back. I'm sorry. It Period. doesn't. Nope. It will put you up and, to, and watch you fall and then talk about it. Like I had to learn those hard <laughs> lessons yeah. that like the only... What a person desires is unfailing love. And the only yep. place you can find that is God. And so I had to like grapple. And once I got surrendered, it was like, bam, I got a, I got a great, great gig. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, went on to host some really exciting things. And, yeah. you know, that was when I started hosting Sports Central at, mm -hmm. C at CBS. I so that. that was so fun. That was, doing sports. That was, was crazy. Random, like, it was awesome. <laughs> March, yeah, that was that that was crazy. But Listen, anyway, I'm waiting to get to the the lesson I got to learn at the to get out of my single season. Yes, listen. <laughs> Not to go there, but listen. I'm waiting on that. Le I'm I, there's a lot of lessons. There's a lot of lessons, but I don't know what the what that lesson yeah. is. I think that's yeah. the thing when we're going through seasons, we God can teach us different lessons. Yeah. But we never know what that lesson is that he will not end that season until we learn it. Yes. And so it's just about, okay, like I'm just going to go after pleasing God, growing in God, learning all the lessons I can. And then when God says it's done, it's done. You know? Yes. So. It's, um, that's not like our theme scripture for this episode, but J um, James one, two through eight talks about how yeah. trials come. And by way of perseverance, you become mature and complete, not lacking anything. Right. But like you literally will not understand the lesson. You will not be mature. You will not get what you're lacking until you persevere <laughs> through it Period. you just have there's no there's again no shortcuts and i was yeah. gonna say i know you're you don't want to go there right now but if you follow this podcast you can just go <laughs> and scroll up to another episode and she goes there so we do talk about the single life and Amen. and you have some great advice because no. see god is so intentional in having you in the us in the different seasons because yeah. of who he needs you to impact no that's true i'm writing a book about it right now actually oh yeah you're, and, you're, yeah and okay I, so you your part your second book yeah yay and i'm i'm writing a book about being single and uh, getting through that season so i'm excited because honestly god god teaches us so many lessons in the season of disappointment, whatever mm -hmm. that is. Yeah. In experiences where we are feeling disappointed, whatever that is, God teaches us so many lessons. And, I know. and I'm really passionate about passing on the lessons. And yeah, it'll be fun. Total tangent, but. Listen, we're just going with the flow. <laughs> That's what we do. Um, so let's look at a scripture in Proverbs. Right. And uh, Proverbs 13. Everybody break out your Bibles. Um, Proverbs. <laughs> Come on, vocals. <laughs> that, those were no vocals. That was <laughs> the little pitch pipe is like, huh? <laughs> what tune was that? Um, Proverbs 13, 12. It says, 
now Proverbs, remember Proverbs is a book of wisdom, yeah. but, um, but it's uncanny wisdom. So these things are like nuggets. Like you can unpack them and unpack them and unpack them. It's not usually like just what meets the eye. And so when we read verse 12 in um, Proverbs 13, the Bible reads, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Mm. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. So when you expect something and you don't get that thing, yeah. and then the result is disappointment, yeah. disappointment can actually lead to spiritual sickness. Yeah. No, that's so, that's so true. And I used to have a friend um, who she had been disappointed a lot and she would always go to the scripture and she'd be like, my heart's sick. That's It's completely justifiable. It's sick. And I was like, amen. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the answer. Right. And that's the thing is sometimes we don't realize our heart is sick, mm-hmm. but other times we do realize it and we just sit there. Instead of when you're actually sick, you're trying to get better. It's like, I'm not going to just sit here and be like, oh, I'm sick. We are always like, who has time for this? Yeah, I don't have time to be sick. Trying to take all the ginger shots and, you know, all the things to get better. But I think that has to be our mindset when we're spiritually sick, too. We have to realize and admit that we're sick. And then be like, okay, what I got to do? Well, I have a spiritual ginger shot for you, Shan. Uh, Okay, spiritual Um, ginger shot. (laughs) I see what you did there. Paul talked about the cure for spiritual sickness in 1 Corinthians. And I I don't even remember when this first impacted my heart, but I was like, dang, this is awesome. 1 Corinthians 11, verses 27 through 31 um okay so first let me just let me just set this up so corinthians it's a book about correct correction okay the church in corinth like there's there was a lot of backsliding happening and so the first letter is there's a lot of correction the second letter a lot of correction and so paul here is correcting the 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 disciples in corinth Mm -hmm. on abusing the lord's supper like taking communion in an improper way an unholy manner and so when we pick up in uh verse 27 This is so good. I know. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Okay. 27 to 31, the Bible reads, so then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ eat and drink judgment on themselves. That is why many among you are weak and sick. And a number of you have fallen asleep. But if you come under such judgment, oh, but if you were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Like, so here, so many of them backslid in their walk with God because they were out of touch with the cross. They were out of touch with what Jesus had done for them. They were out of touch. They weren't taking the self-inventory of their lives and examining themselves. It says, examine yourself. So every time we take communion, we we get to meditate on why we need Jesus. We get to meditate on mm-hmm. Jesus dying on the cross, an innocent man yeah. taking our wicked sins on him, which we don't do not deserve. And so if you're meditating on that and you're meditating on Jesus and why you need Jesus, yet your own heart is filled with like 
bitterness and resentment yes. and all these, you're, you're in sin. Like the goal is that in examining Jesus, you're going to repent of what's going on in your heart mm. so you can take communion in a worthy manner. Mm, that and, is so good. So that's what yeah. community is all about. So Paul here is saying like, like you're just eating the bread and drinking the juice. Yeah. No, I think it, I love that explanation. And I think it's really important to to give that explanation because a lot of people have grown up in church and we just take communion every first Sunday and, you yeah. know, the tradition of communion. But a lot of times I know for a long time, I didn't know what communion was like. We grew up in the same, church, same. right? And it's like, OK, that's something you do. And, you know, it's it's the blood and body of Jesus. But like, what am I supposed to do? I'm just like, oh, I remember that one guy who died on the cross for me. Great. And that's it. And it's like. Biblically, that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. I'm supposed to remember, yeah, he died on the cross for me, but why? Mm -hmm. And reconnect with that on a heart level in a way that changes me going forward. So I'm going to take this communion. I'm going to reflect in a way that changes me. And when I take the communion, now I am am committing to be changed Mm. by that. Yeah. And so, yeah, for me, I, I just love this. Love It's the cure for sickness because really spiritual sickness is the choice to live in that sin mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. stay there. Yeah. You know? And so being intentional about, okay, if I'm going to accept Jesus's sacrifice, yeah. if I'm going to reflect on this, then I have no right Mm. to continue to be in this sin. Like there's there's a, a purification process that has to happen. And that, that, that word is repentance. Mm. And so when we examine ourselves, that's why if you know you're going to take communion, it's like, all right. <laughs> I gotta don't, get my life together. Don't take it in an unworthy manner when you're just letting yourself be in. That's sacrilegious. That's... Yeah. It's, it's, it's heaping judgment on yourself. Wow. You know, that's what it says. Yeah. And, and I love this scripture combined with the previous scripture that we looked at. Um, hope deferred makes the heart sick. It's a lot of times when we are, when our hope is in something other than Jesus. Yeah. Other than God, other than God's plan for us. That is when we do sin. Because we're hoping in something else. We're hoping in that relationship. We're hoping in that career. We're hoping in that validation, that status, whatever it is. And so we hope so much in it that we're willing to sin to get it. Mm. And Mm -hmm. when we take communion, when we put our hope back in Jesus, it makes it so much easier to be joyful, to be happy, to be content, to be thankful for what he's given us and to, to restore our hope. I was, um, that's so good, Shan. I was, um, I was just reminded of, uh, this prayer walk I had the other day mm-hmm. and I was walking and I was praying and I, God just dropped a bar on my heart okay. and I was thinking, I love when he does that. <laughs> and it was, there, there was a lot of long time in my walk where I couldn't necessarily connect with the cross, with the death of Jesus. Like mm-hmm. I'm someone who's very, um, dutiful like Mm. and i'm i'm also like very like not fake the funk so like if i see something in the scriptures i'm gonna make a conscious choice to submit to it yeah and then if i'm not i'm not gonna fake the funk and say that i'm still good i'm like no i'm intentionally deciding to not to not do this (laughs) right right? (laughs) it is what it is but when i decided to really change my life and um we and i can't wait to share our testimonies on ghosts so that's coming soon but um when i decided to really really change change my life um 
it was very easy for me to submit to the word of God once I was ready, right? Once I was yeah. ready to give up everything. But what was harder, to be perfectly honest, was connecting with the cross, like mm. Jesus dying for my sin. And I was just like, okay, I know it and I see it and I believe it. But it took me a, a few years to like feel it. Mm. And I think that's why the bar that God dropped on my heart as I was praying was, you know, you're, you're not moved by Jesus's death unless you're moved by his life. Wow. And I realized that I read a lot about God and I read a lot about righteousness and I read a lot about the right thing to do. And, but there was a lesser focus on, I had to like really zone in on the life of Jesus Christ. Because if you ever gone to a funeral and yeah. you know of the person, but you don't know the person and everyone around you is crying yeah. and you're like, oh, and you feel the heaviness, but you're yeah. not moved by it. Mm. You're not moved by communion. You're not moved by the death of Jesus. And you're not moved by him dying on the cross for your sin unless you're moved by his life. Mm. That is so good. Unless you've been moved by who he is what he said, what he taught, what he represented, who he was before he came to this earth, when he was with God in the beginning, but when the earth was formless and and empty and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters, like you have to get in touch with how awesome Jesus is. Like Jesus is like the goat. He's the greatest of all time. Like, are you in touch with how I am so just, Jesus is everything. Yeah. He's everything. And you're not going to be moved by his death until you're moved by his life. Oh, my gosh. Okay. No, that's that's so beautiful. And it was crazy. <laughs> so I went to a Lauryn Hill concert the other day. and You did? Yeah. <laughs> it was it was amazing. Was um, it? Yeah. Is she, she still, came, like, no, she's, everything? She's iconic. Like, literally. <laughs> I'm no. like, Jesus is everything. Lauryn Hill is everything. No. no. <laughs> but anyway, what were you saying? No, so I went to a Lauryn Hill concert. And... People were freaking out. They were singing all of her songs. They knew all the words. They were standing up. They were dancing. They were like, ah, taking videos and stuff like that. Can you imagine if we freaked out for Jesus in the way we freak out for some of the celebrities? Like, I mean, listen, I see people on social media going to a Beyonce concert or a Taylor Swift or whatever. They are losing their entire mind. (laughs) Right. Listen, they are losing it. (laughs) They know all the dances. They know all the words. The bracelets. Like all the things. All the things. Right? The the silver. All the outfits for Beyonce. You're just looking on your Insta story. You're like, sheesh. Right? Because she said, yo, wear silver. And everybody wears silver. What if we obeyed God like we obey Beyonce? Not not we, because listen. We don't obey Beyonce. We don't obey Beyonce. (laughs) But we as a society, (laughs) as people, what if God said, wear this? Listen, Beyonce says, wear silver. And y'all wear silver. God said, put some clothes on. But ain't nobody putting no clothes on. (laughs) Okay, what if we obey God? (laughs) Somebody's going to come for me. (laughs) But but it's true. It's true. What if we obey God like we obey Beyonce? Or what if... Y'all quoting all the words. What if we knew scripture like we knew the lyrics to songs? Wow. Right? What if we went in for God like we go in for some of these iconic figures in our culture? Yeah. The world would be a different place. Different place. And our hearts and our lives would be different because we would not be spiritually sick. So here, here, here's what we we gotta do. Here's here's what we 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 sister squad out there. Everybody, we (laughs) all of us. Oh, y'all. 
All of us. Get in touch with Jesus. Mm. Fall in love with him, his life. And you can only do that by just being in your word. And I really do think over the holiday season, my commitment is to the gospels. Yeah, I'm just in the gospels. I'm in the gospels because really allow yourself to be moved by his life so that when you take communion, it means something. So you, you're realizing that someone you loved who loved you, his tenderness, his mercy, his kindness, mm. his, I think about all the parables and I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to do it, but I was reading John eight and just the adulterous woman uh. and how he just says, I don't condemn you yeah. now go leave your life of sin. And just how he defended her. Yeah. And you know, Jesus defends you. He accepts you. Yeah. Yet he has a plan for you to leave your life of sin. And he, he has a very specific plan. But like, he just is just, ugh. I love that. Man, you preached a lesson the other day that was so fire. It was one of the best lessons I have ever heard in my entire mm. life, literally. It was so cool because like when we're sitting here, you're my sister. But then when you're like up on stage preaching, I'm like, that's my women's ministry leader. Like mm. she's amazing. Thank so it's, it's like so cool. Now that was an out of body experience. I, I've never felt so much like the Holy Spirit intervened in a lesson in my life. Listen, you went in... Okay. I do like, think I'm going to clip some of the audio, not because it has nothing to do with me, but no. I, I genuinely felt super humble. I still feel very humbled to be, have been given that message and like yeah. been entrusted to deliver it. So I do want to clip some of the audio clips and put it on maybe our social content on GoSis or no. just because it was it was spe- special in, in that way from God. No, people totally need that. You should yeah. please post it because I was blessed enough to be there and to listen to the message because... I'm in the congregation that we, the church that we go to, the AMS region. Um, but like more women need to hear that message. Yeah. And so it wouldn't even be about you to post it. It's yeah. like, no, this is a word from God that y'all need to hear. Yeah. So total, that was a side note. But one of the mm-hmm. things that you said in that message, and I love how you frame this, the adulterous woman, he, he said, I do not condemn you. Now leave your life of sin. And people always look at like, okay, you need to repent. He, what you're doing isn't good enough. You need to change. Yes, true. But you framed it as God has a plan for you. So the go moment is simple. Our mm. go moment for today. And that's let Christmas be about Christ more than ever before. Mm. Take communion. Take communion. But let it mean something. Yeah. Let it mean something. Reflect. Reflect on your life. Reflect on Jesus' death. Reflect on why you need him. Reflect on who he who he was, who he is, and what he did. Like immerse yourself in Jesus because really that is what's gonna guard our hearts mm. from becoming spiritual, spiritually sick, regardless of what hopes are deferred, regardless of what yeah. disappointments happen. Because it's at Proverbs 1922, what a person desires is unfailing love. And I referenced yeah. it earlier. Yep. Jesus is that unfailing love. Period. Yeah. So take communion and make it mean something. Yes. This Christmas. Remember Jesus. Yeah, no, and I love that. I love that so much. And when you're in love with someone, um, it's like everything else disappears. Yes, there's no it's room like, for there's anything. There's no room for anything else because like they walk in the room and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. it's like it's the weirdest thing. But it's so cool because during the holidays, there's so much and reflecting on the year, there's so much that we can be focused on. But when we when we fall back in love with Jesus yeah. and spend that time, then 
he'll be what we're focused on. And I love that. I love that. Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm so excited to spend the holidays here with, uh, well, not necessarily here, here, but like. (laughs) I'm sure we'll be in this. (laughs) With all of you. (laughs) Anyway, love you so much. Bye, y'all. See you next time. (laughs) Wait, did we tell them to subscribe and all that? Wait. Wait. Don't go anywhere. Subscribe on YouTube if you're if you're not already. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, and follow us on all the socials: Instagram, TikTok, Yay. Facebook, and uh, go sis, go sis, go bye. <laughs> no, really, go. Why are we- go? go.